programs that have been happening this weekend. So many blessings to you. And, uh, you know, Ananta and myself, we served in Sacramento for uh, over 20 years. And I, even for us, I just know what an effort it takes to get out of the norm and choose retreat. So you've taken this opportunity, and I, I just hope it's been full of blessing for you. And welcome, of course, to everybody. Okay, uh, Rays of the One Light. These are readings based on the teachings of Yogananda with commentary by Nayaswami Kriyananda. And this is week number 13, Deeds versus Intentions. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda. Jesus Christ emphasized repeatedly the spirit, not the letter of the law. In chapter 5 of the Gospel of St. Matthew, he speaks of the sin of killing and of the legal punishment intendant on that sin, but says that more important than the act is the desire to kill or to do harm. He shows that the sin of harmful desire goes beyond merely wanting to kill. My message to you, he said, is this, whoever is angry with his brother without cause already stands condemned. Whoever contemptuously calls his brother a fool shall answer for it to the supreme council. And whoever calls his brother an outcast of God shall be in danger of hell fire. Brother here means any other human being. For all of us, in the highest sense, are brothers and sisters, children of our one Father, Mother, God. The true self of one is the self of all. To hurt another is, even if one doesn't realize it, to hurt oneself. Swami Kriyananda in The Path recalls an episode in which the master, Paramhansa Yogananda, revealed his sense of identity even with the plants. One day, Kriyananda wrote, we were moving a delicate but rather heavy tropical plant into position on the hillside. Our handling evidently was too rough, for the master cried out, Be careful what you are doing. Can't you feel it's alive? To wish death to anyone, to wish even harm to another creature, is to deny in oneself the reality of that divine life of which all of us are manifestations. It is, in short, to deny the eternal truth proclaimed by the Bhagavad Gita in the second chapter. This self is never born, nor does it perish. Once existing, it cannot ever cease to be. It is birthless, eternal, changeless, ever itself. 
It is not slain when the body is slain. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Good morning to everyone. The topic today is deeds uh, versus intentions. And I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity, a passage that Master wrote that perhaps explains the highest intention of human experience. This is called, I was made for thee alone. No, it's in this version it's called, I was made for thee. I was made for thee alone. I was made for dropping flowers of devotion gently at thy feet on the altar of the morning. My hands were made to serve thee willingly, to remain folded in adoration, waiting for thy coming, and when thou comest, to bathe thy feet with my tears. My voice was made to sing thy glory. My feet were made to seek thy temples everywhere. My eyes were made a chalice to hold thy burning love and the wisdom falling from thy nature's hands. My ears were made to catch the music of thy footsteps, echoing through the halls of space, and to hear thy divine melodies flowing through all heart tracks of devotion. My lips were made to breathe forth thy praises and thine intoxicating inspirations. My love was made to throw incandescent searchlight flames to find thee hidden in the forest of my desires. My heart was made to respond to thy call alone. My soul was made to be the channel through which thy love might flow uninterruptedly into all thirsty souls. Deeds versus intentions. The intention of every soul is to manifest this poem, but also to realize the self and to realize the innate beauty and undying love, which is the nature of the soul. That's the intention of this universe. And we as truth seekers, and we as truth seekers on the internet, are here to manifest that intention, to focus that intention. And that's the purpose of our lives. And all our deeds, really, if we can, should manifest this. And that's why this is such a wonderful poem um, to dedicate everything that we do to this realization of the self. You may have noticed that some people do not do this. Uh, And this gives us the state of the world as it is. I had an interesting opportunity a couple of weeks ago. Marie and I were on vacation, and it was a Sunday morning, and I had access to a cable television, and I turned on a Sunday morning program, and I saw a minister talking about God. I thought, well, this could be good. I could get inspiration. So I started to watch the minister. He was about 30 years old, and he was wearing a nice shirt. 
I think it was filmed in his bedroom because there was just a <laughs> there was just a set camera and uh, he was sort of standing there in front of a, a blank wall. But he was reading the Bible, so I wanted to check out and see what was going on here. So he had the Bible out, and um, he said that um, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to go to hell. And then he said, and if you don't read the Bible, you're going to go to hell. And then he said, and if you don't understand what the Bible says, you're going to go to hell. I was getting a little discouraged at this point. <laughs> so I, I turned it off. <laughs> but but I, then I was thinking about it. Um, and I, I was thinking about this young man. And I don't think that when he was 20 years old or 25 years old, whenever he decided to be a minister, that he intended to be such a bummer. <laughs> I mean... I don't think that's where he was going when he started. So what happened? I think that he was probably inspired by Christ, inspired by the vibration of, of Jesus, and, and maybe inspired by some other parts of the Bible. And then he got into it somehow and really fixated on everyone's going to hell. The, by my calculation, about 6,999,999,980 people are going to hell. And the 20 people that go to his church are safe because he wasn't even giving slack to anybody that read the Bible and understood it a different way than him. And I thought, that's not his intention. What is the gap between our intention? And I believe this young man had a noble intention when he started. And I believe, in fact, he has a noble intention now. But there's a gap between the deeds and the intention. What is that gap? How do we get off? Well, of course, it's called Maya. And it's the force in the universe that slowly touches us and moves us over, away from the heart's inspiration and the heart's memory of the beauty of the soul and of our high calling as children of God to be instruments of light and peace. And bit by bit, if we don't keep realigning our heart to our highest intention, we can get ourselves pretty far off from our high goals in life and from the meaning of this poem by Master, that we're here to share light and love and beauty. Deeds and intentions go both ways, too. There's a story in India that's been told many times and Swami's told that there was a holy man who uh, would pray each morning and he was a Swami. He wore the orange robes of a Swami. And there was a hunter who used to go by the river and he would see the, the holy man there. And this hunter was intent on getting game birds and shooting them and killing them and selling them in the market and that's how he made his living. And... But he would see that this holy man would be there in the river and the holy man would be chanting and seeing the river and all the birds would just come and they'd <laughs> land right by the holy man. And then actually sometimes they'd land on the holy man's hands. And the, and the hunter thought, hmm, this could be a good way for me to get more birds. Is why don't I act like that holy man because he seems to be doing so I'm going to act like that holy man so he he studied the holy man he noticed the holy man was wearing orange clothes and that could be a good start and then the holy man stood in the river and he did a mantra so he had the 
the hunter had to learn the mantra. And he noticed that the, lots of times the holy man had his eyes closed and he had his hands up. And so the hunter thought, well, maybe that's part of how you get the birds. Because when he first started, the, the birds didn't come to the hunter. He was sort of like looking around for the birds, no birds. So he started to chant the mantra. And he started to stand in the river. And he stand to hold, hold his hands up and concentrate up here. And an interesting thing happened to the hunter is a feeling came over him that was different than hunter consciousness. And he started to have holy man consciousness. And he didn't want to be a hunter anymore. So he decided to be a holy man instead. <laughs> so our deeds can help our intentions. And conversely, our deeds can override our intentions and steer us in a different direction. The um, One time, long time ago, uh, Swami Kriyananda was in San Francisco House. We used to have an ashram in San Francisco. And creatively, we called it San Francisco House. (laughs) So one morning, Swamiji was having a satsang. And he said, you know, I'm always blessing all of you guys. (laughs) But today we're going to do something different. I want you to bless me. And, And everyone kind of stopped for a second. And and he said, uh, yeah, I'm a disciple. I'm the senior disciple. I'm the founder of Ananda. Yes, but in another higher sense, as Maria read today, I'm just a brother. I'm a disciple of Master. And we need to bless each other on behalf of Master. And so Swami sat there in the middle. And everyone in San Francisco House go up and, and give Swamiji a blessing at the spiritual eye. It's really fun. Uh, but... The the point was that the deed of blessing would help to affirm within the residents of San Francisco House that their intention, what is their intention? To become realized, to become instruments of light. Our intention for every one of us is to be not only like the guru, but the guru, the dispeller of darkness. Each of our intention is the same, all truth seekers. And we're conscious of that, and all truth seekers are conscious of that. And so we need to behave in that way. There was a great saint many, many years ago, and uh, he said, to penetrate into the essence of all being and significance, and to release the fragrance of that inner attainment for the guidance and benefit of others, this by expressing in the world of form, truth, love, purity, and beauty. This is the sole game which has any intrinsic and absolute worth. All other incidents, happenings, and attainments can in themselves have no lasting importance. That's how I got through the 60s, was repeating that. (laughs) But truth, love, purity, and beauty. That's our intention. And if we can measure all of our deeds all of our day-to-day existence and say, am I expressing truth, love, purity, and beauty? You can repeat the poem, I was made for thee alone. Am I moving in that direction? Am I trying as best I can to just express these qualities and to introspect every night at the end of the day and say, how do we do today? You know, how, how, did the, how did my sons, the sons of Pandu and the sons of Kuro, how did they do on the battlefield today? How many 
how nicely did I say it? Even if it's something that is, you don't, isn't pleasant, was it said as nicely as possible? And how can I do better tomorrow? How can I attune to that? The masters don't have to think about it. They just act, and their intention is to express light and love and kindness, and they naturally act that way. We have a little problem. We have a little thwarting cross-current of ego, maybe a little bit, and sometimes we don't, we get a little bit off from what we really want to do. I think if my friend, our friend now, the 30-year-old minister, went to bed each night and just said, is my ministry expressing the intention that I started with? I think he would find, ugh, getting a little down on the, uh, the hell business here. <laughs> Maybe we can lighten up on that. Maybe not so necessary. But if we can just, each night, just say, did I express truth and love and purity and beauty as best I can? Is, did I do my best? Yeah, yeah, I did pretty good today. Oh, I didn't do so good. Just make a note. Okay, tomorrow we'll do even better. We'll express more kindly, more beautifully, the love and the grace. And just to keep that focus on where are we going? Where are we trying to go? Trying to be the best mom, the best kid, the best teacher, the best guitar builder, the best inner path worker, the best whatever it is you do. You're trying to be the best possible. Each day is a opportunity to do that. That's our intention. And then we try to do it. What is the measure that we use? Well, it was in the reading. Remember what what Yogananda said to the brothers? They were moving a plant, tropical plant. This was when they were making the lake shrine. And the boys were kind of kind of throwing the plant over. And plants plants aren't used to moving, you know. Plants they plants like to be somewhere, you know. So when you move a plant, you have to tell, look, we're gonna go over here and then we're gonna be there, okay? And then the plants like it. But the the brothers weren't really kind of tuned in. And so Master said, Can't you feel feel it's alive? That's the measure that we need is our intentions should have that feeling. When you read, I was made for thee, your heart is like, yes, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want to do every day. That's what I'm here for. I'm, for here, I'm here for that. But then we have to keep that feeling alive with our deeds and check our deeds and see where is the deed, where is the activity, where is the thing taking us? What does it feel like? When you're many, it's, it's many years ago actually, long time, 30, about 36 years ago, we went over to Swami's house one day. And in the afternoon after service on Sunday, Swami Kriyananda would have a satsang in his dome. And the dome at Crystal Hermitage, that was Swami's house, just the dome. And everyone in the community would go over there because everyone would fit. There was maybe 50 of us. And Swami would give us a little satsang or something, would talk about truth and love and purity and beauty. And then he'd say, oh, Time to go. So we would go. One day, he had a satsang, and he said to one of the members, um, what are you going to do that after the satsang? And the man said, oh, I'm going to go see a movie, Swami. Swami said, oh, what movie are you going to go see? And the man said, The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. But, but Swami said, oh, don't go see that movie. 
And the man said, why not? And Swamiji said, it will make you feel dirty. That's all. It will make you feel dirty. Well, I know what the movie's about. (laughs) It's about a mafia person and a lot of people get killed and there's a lot of drugs and and not so great things. (laughs) So... But, but Swamiji was giving this young man a measure for all of us, really, that would help him. It will make you feel dirty. Now, you don't think of going to see a movie with Marlon Brando and it's, you know, exciting and it's a big hit and all that. But how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel to watch people behave in such untoward way? I was made for thee alone. I was made for dropping flowers of devotion gently at thy feet. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe better to watch a different movie. Maybe to keep your consciousness constantly turned towards that state of inspiration, that wonderful feeling that you have when you come to do yoga postures and you take a shower and you put on your yoga clothes, clean clothes, and then you um, pronom to the altar. What does it make you feel to pronom? What does it make you feel to read this passage from the Gita the self is never born, nor does it ever die. Just, just reading it, just hearing it, oh, you just feel in your heart, oh yes, love, truth, purity, beauty. That's what we're here for. The enthusiasm that Swami Kriyananda has for World Brotherhood Colonies and that Paramahansa Yogananda had for World Brotherhood Colonies in part arises from the reality that in my hometown, which is Ananda Village, everyone's intention is self-realization. Everyone is focused on that. And that is so helpful in regards to your spiritual life. I'm not, in the back of my mind wondering what Kate's really wanting with the produce, you know? I'm not, I'm not thinking about what does the plumber at, thinking about. You know, there's all these cross-currents in society. Everyone's got an angle. Everyone's looking to, you know, take, not everyone, but some people are looking to take advantage of you. In a World Brotherhood colony, it's perfectly okay to say, I was made for thee alone. I was made for dropping flowers of devotion gently at thy feet on the altar of the morning. Try that on a construction site somewhere. <laughs> you could get killed. <laughs> but here, we all acknowledge that we all have a singular intention. Truth, love, purity, and beauty. That's all we're here for. And how can we help each other? How can we support each other? It's not about your position in society. It's not about what your title is. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about how important you are. None of that is important in this little town. But that's why Master and Swami are so excited because there should be places where our intentions can be stated openly, at least among our friends and truth seekers. We have to be cautious in the outside world. But within our family and anyone who visits this community, all of our expanding like guests, all of our guests on the internet, they're part of our family. They're, our intention is singular, to realize the self, to realize that the soul is never born and never dies, that it is the effulgent self, that it is light, that it is beauty, it is truth, and it is joy. And it is the fulfillment of that realization 
that we've come for. We haven't come for anything else. And every deed that we do, and every day that goes by, we offer that. And some people will appreciate that and enjoy that. And others won't. And if they don't, then that's okay. We just turn off their television. and We don't watch them anymore. That's okay. But for us, to seek that and to keep the heart focused on that feeling and acclimate to that feeling so that you can sensitively feel, I feel a little more dirty now than before. I feel a little tighter. I feel a little tenser. I feel a little more uncomfortable. As opposed to, I feel more open. I feel the love of God. I feel the love of my brothers and sisters. I perceive beauty and light and truth everywhere. This is the goal which we are seeking. And this is the intention that we all have. May God bless all of you.